1: is bet center on Vsin the sports betting network
0: Welcome back to the Vsin bet center our number 3 here I am Brady Cannon live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas Nevada my partner Holden Kushner is along via Denver, Colorado as we go through the landscape of a lot of basketball, NBA college basketball, touching on some hockey scores as well for you. I want to go over to the Southern Conference semifinal between Samford and Furman, and Samford has really been leading this game the entire time. Furman closed as a nine-point favorite, and they have been behind since the outset. Now at about ten and a half minutes left in regulation, and Samford still holding on to a four-point Edge 50 to 46. They are leading the Paladins, and they are a one and a half point favorite in the live market. Looking over at the Summit League quarterfinal, South Dakota and Kansas City, South Dakota leading 38 33. They are at halftime, and then uh, holding your game over there, Iowa and Illinois, 10 and a half minutes left. In the first half and still relatively low scoring, but the Iowa Hawkeyes, that was the side you liked 16 to 15 Iowa out in front. I saw them as high as six point dogs or six and a half mm-hmm. point dogs rather in the live market and obviously leading outright right now by a point.
1: Yeah, I like the total in this one live. You're right, though. We discussed backing Iowa in the game. You said, hey, hold Holden, they're getting to six and a half. That's what you wanted. Well, at the time I was betting the total. So that didn't happen. I don't know if we're going to get in on Iowa then. I don't know if we're going to get another six and a half points. Is it possible though? I think so. Just because this game is going to open up uh, the total. Let's see here. It, it was down as low as 144. We're back up to 149. Again, no reason to bet this game pregame with the total over at 154 and a half. So I think we're sitting pretty at re- 149 and a half. And Iowa's still getting three and a half points. So, if Illinois goes on a little run and we see it pop back to six and a half, maybe seven, I will reinvest in this game. But right now, I'm really focused on the total. And after these two teams came out and decided they want to play defense, uh, oh, there you go, another tray. Illinois is up uh well they're down nineteen seventeen. Here we go. The offenses are starting to awake.
0: Exactly. The offense starting to kick in a little bit, and your live total is now one fifty-three and a half. Iowa up on Illinois, nineteen wow. to seventeen. And how about this other Big Ten affair? Northwestern over Minnesota right now, twenty-seven to nine with eleven minutes left in the first half. The Wildcats, a eighteen and a half point favorite in the live market over to the association the washington wizards and the indiana pacers this has been a really a seesaw battle back and forth all afternoon the washington wizards currently holding on to a lead in the fourth quarter Eight minutes left to go. They lead Indiana by six, 109 to 103. They're six and a half point favorites in the live market. The Houston Rockets have closed the gap a little bit with the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis leading 56 to 47 with a minute and a half left before halftime there in Houston. And the uh, domination continues by the Utah Jazz. They're at the break In Oklahoma City and leading the Thunder 61 to 45. They closed as 13 and a half point favorites and currently covering that. At the break over to the ice, a few games in action in the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Seattle Kraken tied at zero scoreless after one period of action, the Tampa Bay lightning, big favorites on the road at Chicago. They are tied at one apiece. just underway in the second period with the Blackhawks and the Winnipeg Jets and the New York Rangers. Uh, It's all Rangers so far about three minutes into the second period and New York is out in front. Two to nothing. Holden, uh, back to the college basketball, my friend. We have the second uh, of the two semifinal games coming up in the Sunbelt Conference, 530 Pacific, 830 p.m. Eastern. And that will be Georgia State versus Appalachian State. And the winner of this one will, of course, go on to face. uh, It it looks like it's going to be the raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, who are really taking it to Troy right now. Uh, And that, of course, will have an automatic bid on the line in that championship contest. The Mountaineers of App State opened up as a one-point favorite with a total of 129. And this is another game where we've seen the favorite flip, the Panthers of Georgia State. Now in the role of the favorite as the market has moved their way substantially. Uh, Georgia State was actually the preseason favorite to win this conference. So now having a chance to kind of make good on that projection in this semifinal matchup. And currently now the Panthers have moved to uh, looks like three and a half point favorites is what I'm seeing. And the total has seen some action as well. Uh, Let's see, Georgia State, three and a half point favorites indeed, and now your total at 126 and a half. So again, the favorite has flipped, and they're also betting the under.
1: Yeah, I think with these two teams, and they struggle to score points. If I were to back aside in this game, it would be whichever team is getting points. You know, pregame, you could have gotten four. Now I'm looking at three and a half, right? So it's kind of a simple, it's a simple, I don't even want to call it an algorithm, but In this game where both teams beat the hell out of each other, they are very familiar with each other, and neither offense really excites me, I think taking the points is where I would lean if I were to be invested in it.
0: You know, it's kind of an interesting handicap because Appalachian State did beat Georgia State on the road during the regular conference season but Appalachian State has really limped to the finish line. They have three losses in their last five games, so you can certainly make a case for them head-to-head with the Panthers, but I don't like the way they're currently playing basketball. So I am staying away from this one as well. Again, that will tip in about 24 minutes from now, and it looks like the winner of this one will take on Louisiana Lafayette for the Sunbelt Championship. Um, We were talking about uh, being able to bet on the seeding, under or over a team seating in the college basketball field of 64 and how many different options there are to bet uh, on all sports, really. But, of course, uh, bookmakers continue to get more and more creative with the March Madness uh, menu, if you will. And our friends over at the South Point, I thought they've come up with a great one. And they've had a little bit of a variation of this for it seems like the past handful of seasons But this one is kind of the most in-depth, I think. And you've got three groups of six teams that they have put together. And then, of course, a price is associated with each group. And you're betting on that the eventual NCAA champion will come out of that group. And and Group A has seen some action. We had Vinny Malayulo on the program on Saturday. And Group A has Gonzaga, Purdue, Kentucky, ucla illinois and texas tech and all three of these groups came out when when they opened up this prop bet they were all plus money well group a has seen some action as they are now minus 125 and and you look who they've gotten there gonzaga kentucky texas tech uh, illinois who was one of the teams simon said earlier that really has a high power rating according to his model group b Baylor, Arizona, Michigan State, LSU, Duke, and Iowa. They're at three to one to have somebody emerge from that group as the champ. Group C, Kansas, Villanova, Auburn, Wisconsin, Houston, Ohio State, just under four to one at plus 375. And then you've got the field. If nobody from any of those groups comes out as the champ, you're getting nearly 10 to one at plus 850. Does a particular group catch your eye there, Holden? Who's coming out from the field? I'm just I'm checking this out here. It's absolutely
1: fascinating to me. I'm looking at it. So well, who's coming got, out from uh, the field?
0: Let's see. You've I, I think you've got Tennessee as a part of the field, right? They, okay. They, they are not Tennessee's in any a of the part groups. Of the field.
1: Is Auburn on there? Um, Villanova, I think, is on
0: there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet the field.
1: This I, is, I is probably a really cool
0: prop though. Is it awesome? It, I, I love it. They, is they have done it in the past with maybe like three or four teams. But I love yeah. that you have options here with six teams.
1: Yeah, I think, l- listen, I'm biased with Kansas, so don't take my word for this. I think Kansas could get there. I think Villanova could go on a run. Great, great coach team. This isn't, Houston is not the same team that were last year, so I wouldn't look at Group C. Group B is interesting. So yeah. again, in, in Group A, I got the favorite. I got Gonzaga. I got Purdue, which is one of the top, I think, six, seven teams in the nation. Little hiccups lately. They'll be fine. Kentucky, which has been on fire. So, yeah, you got three legit. I'm not sold on UCLA winning the whole thing. I'm not sold on Texas Tech winning the whole thing. I think they could make a run. I think the same thing with Illinois. But two teams that I can see cutting down the nets are in Group B. Uh, maybe it's one plus a half on two others. Baylor, again, no Jonathan Chachua. And they have learned how to adjust and beat the hell out of you defensively. Get timely scoring. They've been there. They've done that. That's a team I don't mind. Arizona, one of the more talented teams in the nation. They now listen. They they had that horrible loss to Colorado, but outside of that, this is one of the more talented teams in the country. So I kind of say I give a half a unit to them that they could actually win. And then Duke might be the most talented team in the nation. They just haven't been able to put it together. And I thought you brought up a good question to me. You said, "Do you think the coach K thing could be a distraction in?" the tournament i do think it does we've seen this where it's a bunch of young guys all they're going to do is get asked about coach k time and time again can he protect his team better than he did in that game against north carolina where it just got completely out of hand i mean it's just weeks and weeks and weeks to the buildup do are the players gonna be able to block that out we got a really good duke team here talent wise group b at plus 300 I don't want to take minus 125 on six teams. I'll take plus 300. I think Baylor, Arizona, and even Duke, eh, Baylor and Arizona,
0: could give me a nice run. I agree with you. I, I think that's probably the group I would land on, and, and and I do kind of like the look of Group A better. But I'm with you. I don't want to lay minus 125. You know, if we were early to the party here and we were able to get even money or or plus 110, whatever the opener yes. was on this prop, then Group A. Certainly looks very attractive. I've got a follow-up question on this very cool prop you can find over at the South Point when we come back on the other side. We'll also talk a little NFL draft quarterback style as we roll on here inside the VEASAN Bet Center. Best Center on Vsin,
1: the sports betting network.
0: Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with Vsin's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th with 6 hours of free live video streaming on vsin.com including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VEASAN College Hoops experts will, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for free at vcin.com. And here come the Paladins of Furman. Just a two-point game now in the Southern Conference semifinal. The winner of this game will go on to face Chattanooga. Samford up on Furman 60-58. to uh, Furman did close as a nine-point favorite in this game. They've trailed the entire time and now getting back into it with just about four minutes left in this semifinal, 60-58. to in favor of Sanford, South Dakota. Kansas City getting back into this one as well. South Dakota now just a two-point advantage in the Summit League quarterfinal, 47-45 over the Ruse of Kansas City. And uh, boy, Holden, I hope you did eventually jump on that over the total down there in Champaign, Illinois, taking on Iowa and Iowa, the Hawkeyes, 40 to 28. You also like the Hawkeyes if you could find them plus six and a half. Well, that looks prophetic at this point as they are now five and a half point favorites in the live market. And your total all the way up to 161 and a half.
1: At some point in time, now you said this, you said, hey, what about Illinois? Because I was targeting Iowa there you plus go. six and yeah. a half. Makes sense. And you right? know what? And that was the time I was betting the total over. So I didn't get it. I liked the total more. But we didn't do that. But you and I had a conversation about live betting. What about betting on the fly? Well, it's a 12-point Iowa lead. I'm getting, what, five-and-a-half with Illinois? Is that what I'm getting right now? I'm going to wait till halftime on this, but if I'm still getting five-and-a-half or so points, five-and-a-half, maybe six-and-a-half, even four, four four-and-a-half or more, how do you not back Illinois here? Illinois, I think, is every bit as good a team. They're at home. Offensively, it has been a slow start for them. Iowa has just gotten going. Illinois needs to be a more physical team. I think if I can get four-and-a-half, or more at halftime, I'm going to back Illinois, and I'm going to have another situation where we will have multiple bets in one game.
0: I would agree with you, and uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition. Looks like they could be at a timeout, 3 minutes and 30 seconds mm-hmm. left in the first half, 40-28 to 28 in favor of the Hawkeyes, and again, Illinois catching 5.5 points in the live market. Um, I mentioned at the end of the last segment, we were talking about this great prop bet at the South Point, where there are three groups of six college basketball teams. And you can bet on one particular group for that group to have the eventual national champion. Uh, Group A, Gonzaga, Purdue, Kentucky, UCLA, Illinois, Texas Tech. Group B, Baylor, Arizona, Michigan State, LSU, Duke, and Iowa. Group C, Kansas, Villanova, Auburn, Wisconsin, Houston, Ohio State. And, of course, a different price associated with each group. And then you've got... The field, everybody else at plus 850. Uh, Group A is the favorite, currently priced at minus 125 that the champ is going to come out of those six teams. Holden, I wanted to ask you about Kentucky, a- and and I like this team, and I'm kind of always a fan of John Calipari uh, mm-hmm. come tournament time, and, and w- I think he is an incredible psychologist. The way he's able to spin a story and, and find ways to motivate his kids – um, I've always admired that about him. I think he's great with the media. Just does a really good job in, in a lot of different ways. And, and I, you know I bet a lot of golf. Uh, certainly we both bet a lot of NFL football. You get these teams or these golfers or, or whatever it is where it, it feels like everybody in the world loves them. And, and everybody in the world is on this guy to win the Masters. Or, or everybody in the world is on this trendy underdog to to pull it off this week in the NFL. Does it feel to you like everybody loves Kentucky right now? Yes. Everybody
1: loves Kentucky. And there's a few reasons for that. I mean, we talk about the key teams in college basketball. I still think Duke is number one. And then I think Kentucky's number two. And apologies to everybody that disagrees with me that your school is number two, but I really do believe that. So just to go into this, you've got a bias toward Kentucky being a better team than they may be or as good as people think that they are. So that's the first thing. Second of all, it's an extraordinarily talented team. As you mentioned, John Calipari is their head coach. Have they had a couple of slip ups this year? Absolutely. Just about every team does, but there should be a lot of talk about Kentucky headed into the tournament. Well, they lost a couple of games ago, I remember, but you know, if you look at the body as a whole in the sec conference. They've really started to play some good basketball. And if they take down the tournament, the SEC tournament, forget about it. Um, They will probably be one of the top, what, four teams in the nation, maybe five teams. And... Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about these guys, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm down. I'm even buying into Kentucky right now.
0: <laughs> well, that's what worries me, uh, not only about buying. That I'm buying way- into them? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, just that, uh, that again, there's so much of a majority, because we, yeah. we often see how that goes. You get too many people in the same boat, and sometimes the boat sinks. And that uh, that's kind of my one sticking point with that Group A in this prop bet. I I think Purdue has a legit shot. I think they're maybe being overlooked a little bit. We've talked about Illinois as kind of a good long shot. I, I really like Texas Tech. I like Gonzaga. I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of UCLA going all the way and that incredible run like they had last year repeating itself. And Kentucky is kind of a red flag for me because it just feels that maybe they're a little bit too popular right now.
1: Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't like to fade things just because everybody is on it. Okay. But I do look at them as one of the five best teams in the nation or so. So I don't want to fade Kentucky just because everybody's feeling great about them. And that's what I would say. And I'm not going to fade something just because it's a quote unquote square play. Kentucky's a damn good basketball team. They're really well coached as you and I have said multiple times now, so I'm not just going to count them out uh, because they're a popular team. There's a reason why they're this popular.
0: No, you're absolutely right. There, There is certainly a reason and not just simply a, a dead fade because it's, you know, in the majority. And I'm not just simply trying to play contrarian. But is it affecting numbers, too? You know, should this group A truly be minus 125? And is it getting a little bit lopsided at this point? But you know what? Yeah. You're right. You're 100% right. Yeah, the number
1: number is inflated a bit because they're Kentucky. So it's the same thing. It's Duke. It's Kentucky. In the past, it was North Carolina, Kansas. There's a handful of teams out there. We know this, right, that are getting all the steam. And then Gonzaga is another one. This is the team that's interesting to me, Brady. And I wonder what your thoughts are. Because I can't tell you. They lost to St. Mary's, okay? They lost one game of the conference. And I can't tell you how many texts I got. Frauds. Like, the one word that they were, frauds, frauds. I wonder if it kind of is, it works against Gonzaga because of the problems that they've had in the tournament, or is it to a point now to where Gonzaga is just so darn good that, the numbers baked in, or the the people that are jumping on them is baked in already. I don't know what it is, but there are people that just don't give Gonzaga any breathing room. It just it's either win it all, go undefeated, or they're chokers again. I don't like it. I don't buy it, but I wonder what your take is on them.
0: Well, I I certainly don't like the word choker. I I, I never have. And, you know, I think if you're a team, and and I often think of Greg Norman, the golfer, and, and certainly he can be accused of that, but If you're so good that you're putting yourself in that position time and time again, how can you be insulted? And I understand, you know, there's a lot of sports fans out there that want to just jump down people's throat because they can't finish the deal. But just to be in that arena, uh, you deserve a lot of praise. And I think Gonzaga and their head coach, Mark Few, uh, you know. I, I wouldn't put them certainly in that category of chokers just yet. It, it was some other athletes we've seen in, in teams and what have you across all sports. Um, but my point is for them to continue to be as good as they are year in and year out. I think they deserve more of our credit than when they do our criticism. And, and what a run it was last year. I mean, how about that semifinal game against UCLA? that's awful hard to come back off of and produce that type of effort again. And of course they lost, ended up losing to the Baylor bears. So, I mean, if they get that far again, I I think it's pretty darn hard to criticize them. I mean, when you, when you just have one game on a Monday night this year, of course, it'll be April the 5th. And, and at that point, anybody can win. So, uh, no, I am not of the camp that uh, it's either all or nothing with uh, Gonzaga. And if they don't win at all, it's disappointing. I think even when you get to the final four teams in the country, anything can happen.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think people are just so tough on Gonzaga. I don't think people realize how tough it is to win a national championship.
0: Absolutely. But, a Super Bowl, a World Series, you name it.
1: Yeah, anything, any sport, but especially in the tournament where it's such a crapshoot, you got to win six games against six other teams and you usually haven't faced them all year long.
0: South Dakota and Kansas City 53 48 in favor of South Dakota now, with 12 minutes left to go in the second half. Iowa and Illinois 43 35. So Illinois climbing back into it a little bit here. They are down to three and a half point underdogs in the live market. Your total on the rise again at 162 and a half. Northwestern just hammering Minnesota 43 26, 18 and a half point favorites in the live market. When we come back, I promise we'll touch on the NFL just a little bit. A little draft talk. I want to see what quarterback Holden likes to go number one.
1: This is Beth Center on v the sports betting network.
0: Game on. Time for the Yingling Pick'em Challenge. Bring the goods during college basketball's biggest tournament. Play for free in eight pools and make winning picks for your share of $40,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash note to join in on the action. Yingling, log her up and bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. College basketball, the Sun Belt semifinal going on between Louisiana Lafayette and the Troy Trojans. And it's all Louisiana Lafayette right now, fresh off of their upset of Texas State on Saturday, up by 10 points with two minutes to go, 62 to 52, and it's getting tight between Samford and Furman in the SoCon Conference uh, semifinal. 66 to 65, Furman has finally taken the lead. They were nine point favorites to begin this game and have trailed throughout. Now 66-65 with just 45 seconds left in this Southern Conference semifinal. South Dakota is leading Kansas City by just a point now. 55-54, they remain one and a half point favorites in the live market. And then finally, this is not a conference tournament game, a Big Ten Conference regular season contest. Illinois and Iowa are at the half holding 43 to 37 a six-point advantage for the Iowa Hawkeyes. As far as the live line for the entire game, they are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And you talked about, last time we discussed this scoreboard here, you talked about possibly waiting until halftime, seeing what you could get maybe with the Illini.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you're going to miss a bet. So, again, Illinois, I saw them as high as seven, I, I, definitely six and a half. So, if you're sitting on Illinois plus six and a half now, I, you should be feeling great about yourself. There's going to be runs. Uh, honestly, I would love to see Iowa come out, hit a couple of threes, timeout Illinois, then we could get back. If I could get Illinois at even five, five and a half, I think it'll be a tight game no matter what. You could also look at the money line at this point. Illinois is down six. You're getting plus 125. There might be a better number out there if you want to search around. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing I wanted to say was I, I do have the bet in there. You and I discussed this. We talked it out. Wait till the game starts. Get a better number. It went from 154 and a half down to 148 and a half. Jump in at 148 and a half. It's sitting at about 162 right now. So that was good. But as you mentioned, you said holding it's at six and a half. That's who we wanted to hit. Didn't get it. We could have middled this thing back and forth. Could you imagine Iowa? plus six and a half Illinois plus six and a half. That's my favorite thing to do when you're live betting. Now we're doing a TV or radio TV show, whatever we're doing here, a little bit tougher to narrow that down. So you want to make sure if you're saying I'm going to bet this pick and someone's dumb enough to tell you that you at least want to make it the best bet possible for me, it was the best bet, but I'm a little bothered by that. Mm -hmm. Let me just go off script here for a second and tell you what I'm really furious about. Have you ever (laughs) written down a bet that you wanted to bet? and then you just didn't do it. And then you're looking in the game and you're going, oh my God, that was some money that I just left on the table. And it happened to me. I am not one of these guys, Brady, and I know a lot of them. If they miss out on a bet on a number that they liked, whether it be live or pregame, and then they don't get, I've seen guys throw things. They're saying bad words, like the worst words about your mother and this and that, you don't want to hear. I'm telling you, man, they get furious about it. Rarely, if ever, does it happen to me. I wrote down in my notes, bet SGA over 25 and a half. Shea Gilgis Alexander over 25 and a half. I did not bet it. I forgot. We're sitting here on the air. We're doing stuff, and I'm not blaming it on the job. I mean, honestly, I got to be better than that. But I'm upset at myself right now. He had 20 at the half. I think he's at 22 right now. That was a bet that I said, this, is, this line's about six points off. The guy's averaging over 34 points a game since the All-Star break. Brady, I'm not happy with myself right now,
0: buddy. Hey, I hate to break it to you, but he's got 26 points now.
1: Ah! <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I, come on, you did that on purpose. No, That's not I, cool, Brady. I did not. not cool. I,
0: I, I did not. I just had to take a look here and get an update for you. But mm. no, to your point, I, I think I have run into that mostly when um, i all like, and and often it happens when we're working. I mean, it's hard to to juggle eight different things. Uh, you know, in that type of thing when, when we're, you know, running on the fly here and trying to get a bed in or something, I think it happens most of all to me when like, I might miss the start time. Like I'm like, yeah, this is really something I like here. And then I go to look at it and the game tipped off five minutes ago. That That's where I think I have missed opportunities like that, where, you know, I lose track of time or something or, or something else comes up and, and you miss out on a bet like that, and and yeah, it, it absolutely infuriates you because, you know, it, it's hard to come by winners, right? So when you miss out on one, you know, just for a stupid reason like that, then it really stings.
1: Yeah, again, I'm not upset that we didn't get in on Iowa or Illinois at the number we wanted. We're sitting here, it's a live bet. But to me, it's it's almost unacceptable and I can say, all right, I was really st- – I was focused on doing the show today. It's almost unacceptable not to get that bet in because I did dig it up a couple hours before I put it off. I was researching for the show. This one kind of stings. The line was so far off. And to not put the bet in on it, very fresh. It's like a loss. And it, it, it yeah. might
0: be worse than a loss. Yeah.
1: yeah no, you're money. right. I just right. put it's it not al- on the table. It's not only very a loss. Rarely. Not only a yeah, loss, break. but it
0: would have been a winner. No, you're right. Very right.
1: rarely. Do I beat my stuff myself up over this stuff? This is one I'm not happy with myself about.
0: Well, let's take a look at that NBA scoreboard. I was telling mm-hmm. you, I was leaning towards the Rockets a little bit. A lot of time left, and the Rockets can still do Rockets-type things, but right now they're within four uh, at home hosting the Memphis Grizzlies, 75-71. They are ten and a half point dogs in the live market, and that's exactly where this game closed. Uh, Utah still taking care of business with the Oklahoma City Thunder, 84-63, three-and-a-half minutes left to go in the third quarter there. Uh, Cleveland taking care of the Toronto Raptors, trying to snap a three-game losing streak. Two and a half minutes left to go, and they are up by 12, 55-43. And your Denver Nuggets, they are underway, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans, 35-19, to 19, just underway in the second quarter. 12 minutes to go in the second frame. Denver now to a 13-and-a-half point favorite in the live market. Your live total up to 223-and-a-half. All right, Holden, I have promised that we are going to talk a little NFL draft here, and we have a very cool prop bet up at DraftKings, and that is which quarterback will be taken first in the draft. And obviously, if you're going to handicap this prop market, you want to look at the draft order. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they are not going to be taking a quarterback with the first pick. The Detroit Lions, maybe, but I kind of think they're probably vested in Jared Goff for another year. The Houston Texans, maybe, but they've kind of come out and said they really like Davis Mills. The Jets, they have their guy, got him last year in Zach Wilson. The Giants, I think they're okay with Daniel Jones. They do have two picks, so that makes it interesting possibly. They have the fifth pick and the seventh. The Carolina Panthers possibly a candidate. Sam Darnold hasn't seemed to really work out. They brought him into town. Cam Newton, I don't think, is working out. So maybe the Panthers with the sixth pick are a candidate. I think the Atlanta Falcons are they have been kind of readily admitting that Matt Ryan is, you know, in the twilight of his career and they may look for a backup situation there. The Broncos with the ninth pick, if they get Aaron Rodgers, everything changes, but they could certainly be a candidate. Uh, The Jets have the 10th pick as well. The commanders of Washington, they have the 11th pick. Absolutely a candidate to take a, a, a quarterback. Now, the the favorite to go number one is Malik Willis out of Liberty. He's at minus one seventy. Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh, he's at plus one forty. Sam Howell, the Tar Heel from North Carolina, plus four fifty. Matt Corral at eight to one. Desmond Ritter at twenty-five to one. And then our own Carson Strong out of the Wolfpack of Nevada at fifty to one. Um, I don't think Carson Strong's gonna go first. I don't think it's gonna be Desmond Ritter either. But if I was going to make a bet, and again, I haven't done a full blown handicap here and looked at exactly these teams' needs and which type of quarterback they they might gravitate towards, but I really like Matt Corral. And maybe he's eight to one because of that injury he suffered in the bowl game late last year. But I think that could be the value play in this market.
1: Yeah. Is he is he big enough? You know, is can he be more consistent? That's what I'm seeing. Matt Corral, right now. Obviously, Malik Willis is the guy with the big arm, can run. He's a project. Maybe like a Lamar Jackson Light. Kenny Pickett has small hands. Joe Burrow had small hands too. He's just fine. I mean, Kenny Pickett has got to be the favorite right now. But as far as laying down a bet on which quarterback's going to be taken, I got I to gotta wait for the fallout on Aaron Rodgers. Seriously, if he goes to Denver, this whole thing gets blown up. He goes back to Green Bay. Well, then if the commanders are not in the mix, the Broncos are not in the mix. So I still think there's some pieces that fall into place, probably in the upcoming week, before I start thinking about laying down bets on the first quarterback.
0: Yeah, no, it certainly makes a lot of sense. And Aaron Rodgers has told us that the de- the decision uh will be coming forthcoming shortly. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, of course, but I think that makes some sense. And you also kind of have to handicap, well, maybe the price I can get right now is going to be better than if I wait until Aaron Rodgers decides if this, uh, you know, he's going to go here, there, or wherever else. Uh, Corral is a guy I really liked. I had a bet on him to win the Heisman Trophy last year. Of course, did that that did not cash. But I think it's possible that this number is a little bit out of whack because of his unfortunate injury at the, la- uh, at the end of last year. When we come back, we wrap up the program here, the VEASAN Bet Center on the Sports Betting Network.
1: Bet Center on v the Sports Betting Network.
0: Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderellas. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April the 5th, only $19. You can find it at vsin.com/slash madness. Georgia State and Appalachian State have tipped off in the second of the Sunbelt semifinal, and right now the Mountaineers with a lead over the Panthers five to three, just about a minute and a half into the first half. There, Georgia State remains the favorite at two and a half in the live market. Your total at one thirty and a half. Minnesota falling to Northwestern by nineteen points, fifty-two to thirty-three right now, just underway in the second half, and they're also underway. In the second half in Champaign, 18 minutes left to go in the second half between Illinois and Iowa. The Hawkeyes out in front currently 46 to 39, and they remain two and a half point favorites in the live market. Your total has ticked down a little bit. We saw it get as high as 162 or 163, now at 159 and a half. Finally, South Dakota leading uh, Kansas City in the Summit League quarterfinal 64-60, and they are down to about two and a half minutes left in that contest, and down to the final 15 seconds between Furman and Samford, and Furman has the lead 70-68. to This would really be a tough blow for Sanford, who led this entire game. They closed as nine-point underdogs, and finally now, it looks like Furman is going to try and close this one out and advance to the championship Game. Again, 70 to 68, 15 seconds left in that contest. And about 45 minutes from now, we have got the other quarterfinal in the summit league. That will be Western Illinois taking on Oral Roberts, 6:30 p.m. Pacific time, 9:30 p.m. Eastern. And Oral Roberts opened up as six-point favorites with a total of 163 and a half. They are currently five and a half or six-point favorites, so possibly a little bit of money here coming in on western illinois but definitely some money coming in on over the total as it is up to 165 and a half. And uh, for those of you that are not familiar with Oral Roberts, yeah. uh, I know Holden, you remember the run that this team went on last year. They got all the way to the Sweet 16. They beat Ohio State who was a 2 seed. They beat the Florida Gators and eventually they were just edged. They were that close from getting to the Elite 8. They lost to Arkansas by just a bucket, 72 to 70 but I understand the move towards the over the total here because this team oh, can yeah. get out and run and score buckets.
1: Well, I think that's what it is over 165 and a half. A lot of uh, sharps were playing that one. You've got two just awful defensive teams. They both rank outside of the top 200 and adjusted defensive efficiency. We know oral Roberts can score. So maybe taking a stab at an oral Roberts team total here, but more than the sides and, and the games during the regular season was weird because you had Oral Roberts with a one-point win, and then you had Western up. What, Western Illinois was up 23 at halftime, ended up winning that game by five. The sides here are just very uncomfortable. And I know, I, I you tell me, is the total going over something that it's just too high? We're talking 165. Both teams have to get into the 80s. I'm live betting. I'm waiting for that total to come down. If I don't see the total come down, 165 and a half. I'm fine with it. Again, no defense. And I probably more than anything would look to target the Oral Roberts team total over as opposed to even the game over.
0: I I think the team total angle is a really good thought. Um, But my first reaction as far as if I was going to make a play on this game would be to take the points with Western Illinois and take the Mm. six because you and I were kind of touching on this game off air before we came on. And you said, I'm going to take a stab here and you had not looked at the line and you said, I think it's oral Roberts by three and a half or four. So, you know, just that, I I think a lot of times trusting our initial reaction, uh, is something that we can, you know, expand upon and and put into action. So I would be looking at Western Illinois here, plus the six because you said it, you know, you think the line is off and I'm going to trust you there in that regard. Yeah, I think it's off a couple of points. Um, and again,
1: Live bet this one. But if you are only into pregame betting, I would target the total. It is jacked up. <laughs> I think, I, you know what, Bet Rivers, we got a 166 now. But boy, these two teams should be flying today. And then 85 and a half for all Roberts. Game gets off to a slow start. See if you can get it closer to 80.
0: All right, let's shift over to some NBA futures markets, my friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, shopping around for NBA championship futures, we've got uh, BetMGM, DraftKings, and BetRivers, and certainly some differences in prices. If you look at uh, bets to win it all in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors plus four fifty. At DraftKings and BetMGM, they are just four to one at BetRivers. Now, conversely, you want to bet the Nets to win it all. They're plus six fifty at BetRivers, and as low as plus four seventy five at DraftKings. So we always profess shop around, no matter what bet you're making. But uh, obviously, uh, and I probably would say Holden that I I think I do more shopping. In a futures market, rather than just you know an NFL side or a total or or, or something like that, because I, I think you can find more variance typically in a futures market.
1: Well, just look at this again: six fifty on the Sixers at Bet MGM and DraftKings, and then seven to one plus seven hundred on Bet rivers. And that really makes. I mean, if you're a thousand dollar better, that's that's a nice little chunk of change. Even if you're a ten dollar better, you want to keep the most money possible. You want to make the most. Seven to one over six and a half. Absolutely, I think that line on the Suns is a wild one. Why would you not run to bet MGM if you think that? Because I mean, three eighty to four fifty—that's uh, that is the biggest discrepancy right there, right? And then, and the the Sixers to me is what stands out though. A lot of people seem to be on the Sixers. I want to get the thoughts on that real quick because I've always felt like if you are adding a, if you are changing your nucleus as big as the Sixers have in a very short amount of time with Harden. It does look like he's kind of glided in. It's been a very easy transition for him. Normally that'll keep me off of it. But then I go and I remember toward last year when you had the nets and they had their big three and obviously they were decimated. They probably win the championship if they don't get the injuries. So I'm looking at the Sixers right now. That's a really interesting bet. And if you want to eat the chalk with the Suns. Plus four fifty as opposed to, as opposed to plus three eighty because plus three eighty at DraftKings that they would make that would be the favorite of any futures bet at any book that I've seen. Pretty nice odd there at plus four fifty on the Suns.
0: Well, I tell you the defending champions are pretty interesting as well. Plus six fifty at BetMGM mm-hmm. and plus six fifty at BetRivers and eight to one at DraftKings on the Milwaukee Bucks. We talked about this earlier in the program that I think the Bucks are being overlooked a little bit. I think the Miami Heat are being overlooked and then you've got the Boston Celtics all the way at 25 to 1 at Bet Rivers and as low as 18 to 1 at BetMGM. So absolutely some variants in this market and some possible real good bets on some of these uh, maybe a little bit more under the radar. I would, no, would not want to call them sleeper teams, but certainly a little bit under the radar where you have the 76ers and the Nets and, and maybe even the Phoenix Suns getting a lot of the attention. Uh, If you go down a little further here, uh, I want to and I'm going to look at the MVP market. But Steph Curry, as low as 16 to one, as high as 22 to one. And you and I, I think, both believe that this is probably I don't know if it's a four man race, certainly a three man race with Jokic and Embiid. And I would probably put Ja Morant in there before Giannis.
1: I think it's a two man race right now with Embiid and Jokic. I truly believe that. Um, Giannis and then John Morant has just been shooting up and the more this Memphis team wins and they win because of him, like you're probably not going to get better odds on him than you are right now. That line has already moved way up there. So if you were looking to get in on John Morant, you still got time to do it. And that would be now, but for me, East coast bias, everyone likes Joel Embiid. He's having a great season. He's number one. If you look into the advanced numbers and you watch and you've seen what Jokic has done and you know that that team without him is every bit as bad as the Pistons and that team with him is the best team in the league, then Jokic is your guy. Two-man race for me. Morant, though, if you think you can get back into it, get in sooner than later.
0: All right, Holden, we'll wrap up, get an opinion from you on the Knicks and the Clippers. Next up is Jonathan Von Tobel and the Hardwood Handicappers show. He'll be talking a lot of NBA. The Knicks have been god-awful. They have dropped into the 12-hole in the Eastern Conference. They've lost seven in a row. The Clippers have been going the other direction. They've won five straight and seven out of ten, and the betters have reacted. Clippers opened up minus three and a half, now laying five points with a total of 220 and a half.
1: Edit live. Get that number back down to the uh, former number and go take the
0: Clippers. I hear you. Good advice, my man. And I just might do that. They will tip off here at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Holden, great to be with you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Hardwood Handicappers, coming up next right here at VSEN.